Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. So um, let's talk about British touring cars. Yeah. <laughs> Quite incredible. I know that, again, you don't want the, your, your condition to define you, but to be the first disabled driver in British touring cars is phenomenal. Tell us about the process. Tell us about when you made the decision, because I remember you coming on the F1 show at Sky. Do you remember when you came into the mm. studio all those years mm-hmm. ago? Yeah. Talking about doing it and tell us about the process of deciding that was your ambition, getting your racing license, doing the training, modifying the car, just how much had to go into it. Uh, a lot. A lot went into it. Um, uh, initially, um, you know, I, I didn't want, I, sorry, I always wanted to race always as much as, as soon as I learned about the, the sport and watching my brother all these years, I wanted to race. And, um, my dad actually gave me an opportunity when I was seven. Um, he got a little cadet car from a friend that he borrowed and, um, he said, right, Nick, this is, this is your time. We're going to take you to a, a car park where there's, there's nothing that you can hit. And um, I had all Lewis's like, gear on. Um, Lewis was sponsored by McLaren at the time, so he wasn't in Formula One. I was only seven years old, so um, I would say he was probably at the top of the UK at this time, but sponsored by McLaren. So I had a, had a Lewis Hamilton van and everything. But instead of going racing for him, we were sort of going for me. So it was an exciting time. And, um, yeah, we went to this car park. It was absolutely huge, especially when you're seven years old and you're, you're quite low down. Um, and my dad, there, there was a little ramp that went into the car park and, um, my dad decided he wanted to do a little brake test. So he said, right, Nick, I'm just going to push you down, you know, left foot's brake, right foot's go, hit the brake pedal and get the car to stop. And I basically, uh, or I hardly stopped. Uh, it just sort of rolled to a, rolled to a halt. So my dad was like, oh, it's good enough. So he, pulled the engine starter and started me up and he said Nick just go in a figure of eight you know turn in one direction come back turn another direction and and keep going so it was like the first time I've ever driven anything and uh, I was sort of doing it so so happy in myself until um, I actually didn't come back round one time and ended up hitting this curb and disappearing down like a six foot drop and uh and it was because i couldn't i couldn't break uh which my dad would have noticed <laughs> if he had done the brake test properly <laughs> but um it's because the the, the brake pedal is so much harder or stiffer than the the accelerator and um my legs weren't developed enough to be able to to hit that brake pedal so i ended up disappearing down this drop and i had six inches of water but my engine was still running fortunately i was uh you know uh, the right way up and everything was still okay but that was it, it was no no racing for me um was your mum there at the time yeah yeah mum ah. was there too <laughs> crazy yeah hair was all over the place she was crapping herself <laughs> but um but yeah it was so that so that was my first time of like uh experiencing motorsport and that was it it was like done we're not putting nick into a race car and um and then i just obviously kept following Lewis and I got massively into like gaming and sim gaming and all sorts of stuff. And, and all I was doing was racing games, racing games, racing games and long, long, long story short, I, I became UK number one on like sim gaming, which is now esports, but it wasn't esports back then. It was proper old school. Um, and then my dad, yeah, decided to put me in Cleo Cup and, and stuff. I don't know how much detail you want me to go into that, but 
um, it was it was a yeah I never knew I'd ever be able to drive um, a road car, let alone a race car. So when my dad said, um, "You're in the Clio Cup," uh, you know it's a step down from British touring cars, and I hadn't done karting or anything like that. And the first thing was being able to be strong enough to to hit that brake pedal um, and you know and accelerate within you know tenths of a second. Um, so when I started training, um, uh, my legs weren't strong enough to even push 20 kilos on a leg press. Um, so I didn't know how the hell I was going to be able to push a brake pedal um, of a race car, even a clear cup car. And uh, yeah, long story short, I, I, I got to a point I could push 120 kilos with my left leg um, just before my first race. So I only had like two months to prepare and um was that just a lot of training in the gym just trying to strengthen the legs yeah it was yeah it was just it was just a lot of dedication I, I, it's always what i wanted to do and my dad finally gave me the opportunity to so um i didn't want to waste it um but my dad didn't give me any practice or testing or anything so i just pretty much went into my first race um not knowing anything and uh and um yeah i mean to to get my race license uh, it normally takes an able-bodied person two weeks. It took me the full two months that I had to, to get it. Um, I was put through a lot of tests, generally from the MSA, being like, you know, can can you get up and down and in and out of cars? And, um, you know, are you going to be a danger to, you know, the rest of the grid? And you can see you've got a squint and does that affect you and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, and then I started my first season and, and then the BBC followed me for my first documentary. So the pressure was massive and, and it, just, it just snowballed and it got to a point where I, um, you know, a lot of people were making their judgments about me um, being Lewis's brother and having all the funding in the world. And, and that's the reason why I was there and stuff. And, um, you know, then I went to 2012, which was my second season um, in Cleo's and, I went from right at the back of the grid in 2011, you know, struggling, even though it's just my first year to you know, qualifying top six on a grid of, you know, 24 drivers that had been driving for 10, 15 years before me. Um, so I knew I sort of had what it takes. I just don't have the, the foundation and the nurture that I needed. Um, it was very last minute for me, but last minute, but then straight away, I'm in, um, under the spotlight <clears throat> so it was really difficult um and then after 2012 my dad decided that the only way for me to continue to race was to if i was to do it myself so i had no funding or help from him and all of the sponsors that were helping lewis pretty much in formula one they all let me go at the end of 2012 so why I, <laughs> you ask me, I don't know, you tell me. Um, what did that uh, them to, to sort of help you find your own way? Is it possible that your dad told them to? Uh, no, I, I don't know, because I, I knew nothing about sponsors at that time. I knew nothing about sponsors. All I wanted to do was race my car. So I, I, I didn't think about the money that was involved in it and what, what it actually took to get me there. I just drove. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't waste it. Like I appreciated it. Mm. Um, I didn't understand the, the sponsor side of things. So, you know, I had really, really good sponsors, Vodafone and Reebok and Tag Heuer and, and they're all sponsors of Lewis's. But, uh, so then after 2012, I went from 
you know, feeling like I was a racing driver for two years to absolutely nothing. And he uh, was like, well, what now? What do I do? And how do I get on the grid um, myself without the help of my dad and everything like that? Um, and it just goes back to my dad could have helped me in so many ways in my condition in helping me, but he decided not to. And I don't know whether that's, that, I don't know what that is, but it, it's, it's made me who I am today. So it's, it's given me strength. Um, so it's such a long answer now, obviously about touring cars, but, <laughs> but it is a big story to, to why now, to why I then went to touring cars. And, um, and it was because I was struggling to, um, struggling to, to get back on the grid and the only way to do that was to be in the limelight and the biggest championship in the UK and um, to, to, to create my own brand in my own right and I wanted to do that through touring cars so um, I, I raised, I actually, like really honest, I only raised like a little bit of the budget and then I, I actually, all of my own savings that I'd saved up for years and years I put into touring cars myself um for that and uh <laughs> and yeah and I only did four rounds I only did four rounds in 215 um and then yeah then I didn't do anything in 16 17 I went back to Clio's and I was just struggling just struggling generally to to raise this this these this money to to go motorsport racing which is what I felt like I was put on the planet to do because using my motorsport would help inspire people moving forward, but also help me strengthen my condition. Um, and so I knew I had to do it. Um, and then you've got all these people in the world saying that, uh, I'm only there because my brother helps me. <laughs> but he oh. wouldn't realize. So it's, so it's, it's a difficult scenario. Um, and then, yeah, I made a decision to get back into touring cars. And I finally, I finally did that through the support of, of rocket. Um, being my, my title sponsor and, and, you know, pretty much saving, saving my career. And, um, you know, I did that through, through meeting, meeting them. Um, and, and yeah, I just put an email together and, and just was honest and they, they loved me and, and fortunately they continued to like me and, and, and here we are today. And I'm in my second year of touring cars. Um, yeah, new team, new car. Um, but the same goal um, and yeah hopefully eventually I'll, I'll get to where I want to be which is at least stand on the podium of a touring car championship race um, which I believe I can do which is going to take a bit of time. So you were confirmed in in February of this year um, again as you say um, for the fourth team hard drive driver is that right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I suppose you have no idea when you're actually going to get to go racing. What is yeah. the, were it not for coronavirus, what would the schedule have been? Um, so we would have already been one round in. Um, so it would have been on my birthday first round, which was 28th of March. Happy birthday, uh, by the way. Yeah, no worries. I was there. Thank you. I was so excited to actually race on my birthday because it was the first time. Oh, um, and you spent yeah. it in isolation instead. <laughs> I spent it in isolation, believe it or not. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, it was on um, it was on my birthday, and then the second round would have been this weekend coming um, at Brands Indy. Um, so yeah, I mean everything's everything's put on hold at the moment, um, but 
you know, it's, it's all for it's all for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's a lot of people that are in worse situations and scenarios as we are. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm 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 just glad to have been able to put it all together to to be racing again. Um, I just want to make sure that uh, I sort of make the most of it this year. Um, but British Touring Car Championship so tough, so difficult. Um, so many good drivers on the grid, and the cars are so close. But it is important to to be in the right equipment and um, you know, you look at team hard and they're not necessarily renowned to be a, a quick car. Um, but I have a lot of belief in them as a team. I think they have a lot of, um, uh, potential to, to, to really grow and be a, a top team. And, and that's why I, you know, agreed to, to sign with them this year. Um, I have very loyal partners, um, and, and, I believe I'm an honest individual. So if I remain honest and um, and decent, hopefully people will treat me the same um, and help me on my journey to to achieve what I want to achieve. Um, but yeah, I mean, without my motorsport, <clears throat> my condition wouldn't be as strong as it is today. And I don't think my mentality wouldn't be as strong as it is today. So um, that's why my motorsport means so, so much to me because it gives me a reason to get up in the morning. Um, if I thought I didn't really have that, I, I really didn't know what I'd focus on. Mm. That's fantastic. I tell you what, it, your parents have clearly made decisions that go against a parent's instinct, but <laughs> have shaped you in such an incredible way. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, this is the thing. It, it would have been so much easier, really, to always I pick you up when you fell, to always just give you the handouts that you needed, to to not prove to you that. Um, getting sponsorship and sustaining a motorsport career is bloody hard, but mm-hmm. because you know your brother is a six-time world champion, and it's you know yeah. it, it hasn't come easily to him. He's yeah, exactly worked bloody that. hard for it, hasn't yeah, he? Exactly that, and um, yeah. So I mean, kudos to my parents. You know, I went through periods of time in my life being like, wow, they're really making things difficult, but. Yeah. You know, if they, if they didn't do things in a certain way, honestly, it, it wouldn't have, have have worked so so well for me. You know, just to the general stuff of you know, I live in my apartment completely independent. You know, and I can carry a knife and walk around with it, and they're not worried about me falling over and stabbing myself and all that stuff. You know, just carrying a bowl of cereal and without spilling it. You know, just the the, the everyday stuff you struggle with the condition. Um, if they didn't put all this into me, um, you know, I wouldn't be as independent as I am. So that's, that's, mm-hmm. I guess what they, what they plan to do. And hopefully I've, you know, making them proud in, in what they've, what they've created. Yeah. God, absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink and you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones and join the community we're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear in the next few weeks so thank you for joining us stay with us stay healthy stay home stay connected with Bose